and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. And Courtney, even though we fought last week, we still talk about the <laughs> do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning, don't we? That is right. We are not fighting anymore. Uh, well, not yet. There's still yet. another 20 minutes to go here. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. Actually, it's interesting because when we were talking about what we're going to uh, discuss today, I had the thought as you were speaking about it, like, maybe we are going to disagree again but we might say i know we i don't yeah, know i don't think so but oh, maybe okay. we'll, we'll see how it goes so 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 tell our listeners what your so, plan for today yeah, is so here's here's my wondering and i'm not i still haven't worded it appropriately um but my wondering has to do with what is the mm, what is the best way to include instruction that addresses tradition, I don't even like saying this, that, that addresses marginalized um, populations, perhaps, okay. or just those, those people's generally left out by a whitewashed education. Let's say it that way. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that, what's I think the best way? Fair. Right. That's And so that like, is it and I, I'm sure there are other options, right? But the, the conversation I was kind of included in and watched, I didn't really add any thoughts to it. I watched it. It was between a bunch of educators I was facilitating. Um, was that, uh, is it okay? And, or does it some in some way diminish that, that learning or the, those groups to um, address standards and content related to their histories in an interdisciplinary way? Um, or is that, and, and if so, if, that, if it does diminish their histories and their existence in any way, is it, should we be doing it in kind of like dedicated units? But then I also wonder like, if you're doing it in dedicated units, does that in other ways diminish their contributions and uh, their, you know, they're part of our social fabric today. So this is like, this is kind of what I'm wrestling with right now. So like you could take any number of native people, right? From any, any part of the, the country and wonder that. You could take um, Latinx people and wonder that. You could take um, <clears throat> you could take black people and wonder that. You could take uh, women to some extent and wonder that, right? You could take uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer plus people and wonder that. Um, and as someone who really truly believes that an interdisciplinary approach to instruction in general is better than a siloed approach it's giving me it's like i'm in that like i don't know place like i because the um the person i heard the context of this discussion was about um addressing uh content about um wabanaki main native people mm -hmm. um and a wabanaki tribe member expressed the opinion that they believed, and this is one individual, this individual believed that there was too much potential for watering down, right? 
to include it in an interdisciplinary approach. Interesting. Right. And I like, I agree. I can see that. Absolutely. There is the danger of it being watered down. At the same time, though, I want it everywhere. Like, it should be a standard way of um, addressing any topic, right? If you read a text, one of the first questions, like this is one of the strategies I have heard taught and I myself will share for how do you include diverse perspectives and how do you make sure you are including those perspectives and those histories is like one way to do that is to say like, hey, here's this book. <clears throat> Right? What do we know about the author of this book? What perspective do they think that they are taking? What do we, what, and as you're reading it, going like, okay, what characters are represented? What ideas are represented? Who is not represented? How is anyone, how are different characters representing their, you know, representing something problematically or not, you know, and kind of like doing that kind of work. Um, to me, that feels like, interdisciplinary, but at the end, it doesn't feel like necessarily watering down uh, content specific to any population. I could totally be wrong, though. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? So I like that, that last part of what you said there. My, my thoughts on this one, so I can, I can see it from all angles, right? If, if, yeah. we, if we take it so it's not like a specific unit that we're teaching, like Black History Month is the one I always go to. Right, problematic. Right? In so many ways. Right? <laughs> so yeah. is that, why should that be, well, first of all, why should that be the only month that we actually talk about anything to do with Black History? Because Black History is right. like world history, it American history. history right. That's specific. why I say it's, it's, it's that's why I say it's problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. So I like your approach of of getting to like where the perspective is coming from right and it was it was interesting it, this is kind of a slight aside but i was reading like a book review last night on karl marx and it approached him from the i know <laughs> it approached him from the idea not of just all of the things that he's written but who he was and why he wrote these things because uh -huh. karl marx was jewish but he yeah. tried to hide it through a bunch of things that happened with his grandfather and father right and never really approached in this way so this book took a different angle of the reasons that he came up with the communist manifesto and capital uh -huh. and his whole life and was taking the argument that maybe he was actually like a social democrat not in the party sense but a social democrat as a person in right. in his writings and as you were talking that review that i read last night directly affects that it's like Okay, this is not just the person and what they wrote, but who was the person? Where did it all come from? What was their angle when they wrote this? Right. Which I think you could apply to anything, including maybe our founding fathers these days. Yeah. That they, they had their own agendas, their own ideas, their own yeah. styles, and it affects what they wrote. You just can't take the words and accept them as is. Right. So, but I also get the idea that if you try to weave all of these ideas with all of these different perspectives through the things that we're doing in school, uh, that's not the way we do school for one. Right. And now we have different standards we'd have to look at and talk about 
in order for kids to learn about these things specifically, like uh, you were saying, like, where do these people, uh, what, what are their perspectives, what, who's included, who's not included, that is not like a regular character development of the text or any type of text analysis. No. It's something behind no. that. Yeah. Right. And which, you know, I think is a strong argument for we should probably have standards like that to figure out some of these ideas of of more perspective of the authors rather than just well, the text have, that they wrote. We and that's have, what I mean. We have standards that say that. They're just not necessarily interpreted that way. The, like there you go right yeah. there. There you go. They're not interpreted <laughs> that way. That's not yeah, the way we do school. Because yeah. it, I, I think the point that I'm, I'm finally getting to is uh, that's hard work. Mm. And that is not an easy perspective to take in your typical general school for these for, for these standards. I mean, we, we talk about the books and the texts and the articles that we're reading, and we try to interpret these things. And yes, we have author's perspective targets. Right, but, but it's not the same thing. What if it's as simple as those? So now I'm thinking like, okay, so if we're going to study um, Maine history, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in Maine, every state has standards sure that do. speaks to their own history, mm -hmm. right? Why can't they be combined so that when I'm looking at a historical event in any state, like whether if you're looking at, you know, the creation, the establishment of the state, right? Every state has that, like what year was the state established? Like, why can't it, why can't you combine the standards that speak to the histories of particular groups and do them together and look at it from the more from that broader perspective, instead of just who were the white guys that signed the state constitution, like what was happening in our state at the time of the signing of this constitution? Who were the people that were involved? Who did they represent? Who were the people, again, who were the people that were not represented? Kind of just mm -hmm. broadening those questions. What were happening with these different groups? Um, you know, there were, there were French Canadian groups in Maine um, that, suffered in pretty bad awful ways alongside the ways that Maine Native Americans have suffered. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't get talked about much either. So you know, I'm just, that, that still feels like a stronger way to, to me, that just feels like a stronger instructional path to me than having one unit about Maine history, like the Maine, you know, establishment of the Maine constitution, and then another one that's just about Maine Wabanaki people. Um, partially because like, what are you gonna shove into that unit? And then, and then I worry, you know, about, then we get to that, like the fourth grade unit where they go to the nature center and build a teepee. And how is that really? <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> right, how um, is that good? I don't know, like I just, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have like an, an answer to that. I, I, I keep thinking about what you said at the beginning with the with the person who spoke about who spoken was fearful that it would be watered down somehow. Yes, right. And yeah. and that that has stuck with me for the last 10 minutes or so. It's like, yeah, you're right. How 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 does that happen when we don't have that type of we may not have that type of experience as the teacher in front of the kids. Right. Right. If we don't know enough about what those other experiences are like, it makes it 
harder and more awkward to teach those to kids. Not that everybody has to have like every type of experience because I, I think you can do it, but I don't, I just don't think that we as a culture are ready for things like that in a yeah. very broad general sense. I'm, I'm not okay. pointing any fingers, but I mean, I, I don't know how I would feel being able to talk about those things in an, in a, like an educated deep way that I could work with kids for that one. I, superficial view I, I agree with everything yeah. we, we, we need to be more inclusive period right and not just have the you know old straight white guy or mostly straight because it was all hidden back then anyway um what do we what where do we go with that if that's right. not part of who we are as a culture and and i don't i don't know the answer to that either other than talking like this uh, these different conferences, yeah. these different groups that are out there to make it, make people more aware of a more diverse set of educational standards or more multicultural set of educational right. standards and ways mm -hmm. we can discuss these things. I, I don't know what that, I think that's a great first step, but I don't know what the next part is after that right. one. How, how do we help with that? So I'm not really sure where to go yeah. um, with all this, but, but we know i think one of the first steps is we're aware there's an issue yeah there are some steps being taken that we can all attend or read about or discuss with peers or students or colleagues or friends about and then I, and then i kind of get lost I, I don't know what's next right Right. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot more conversation needed and I'm thankful that I'm actually going to have the opportunity to um, engage with some other representatives of uh, the main Wabanaki people and uh, educators passionate about Wabanaki studies. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm going to have the opportunity to have this, have more of this conversation. Right. And um, tease it out more, but I think like just, I, it's, it's one of those things that's just really kind of, put me in a, like, I agree with you. I see, I absolutely get what, where you're coming from. And based on everything I know to be true about education, how do we, how do we square this? How do we, mm -hmm. um, without putting undue burden on those populations themselves too. Right. Like, and well, I think, I think one of the, one of the answers, and this is just, I think my opinion, one of the answers is taking away or making making all of these different diverse groups and multicultural groups uh, interwoven throughout all of our disciplines, throughout all of the age levels, and not having a Black History Month. A right. we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo, a Cinco de Mayo day, a unit for the day where everybody talks about it, and then on May six, it's gone. <laughs> and we color in maracas for the day. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, I was looking at, uh, at my calendar today. And for the first time I've noticed that this in May, it's the, it's Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage month, which is fantastic. Why do we need a month for that when we should just be doing this anyway and celebrating Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and being to uh, read, read their books, know their perspectives integrate it with everything that we're actually already doing instead of just the, you know, white European 
last 300 yeah. years uh, viewpoint. And I know people are gonna say history is written by the victors. Uh, awesome. Uh, I know that a lot of history teachers teach the Howard Zinn books now when they're like juniors in high school, juniors mm -hmm. in high school, uh, which is great. But I know a lot of people disagree with like bringing other viewpoints in. Yeah. Uh, I, I obviously I think that's dumb, but I think it's great that we have those opportunities. But why do we save it for a class or for a unit or for those things? But how do we how do right. we interweave these things? And I like what you said about not making a burden on everybody else. So yeah. do we have to bring in a person from the Wabanaki tribe, for instance, to talk about these things? Well, it'll certainly help, but we don't want to do it in every single unit to get a different perspective or bring a black person in or a queer person in or any of the groups that you mentioned before. Right. It's like right. we should be able to integrate those things, but not, okay, yeah. I don't know any Latinx people. So I'm going to, I'm going to zoom one in and we're going to talk about it for the class. And that's how we're going to interweave it in this particular unit. It's like, well, great, yeah, that doesn't feel, that doesn't but you feel don't have great. to, you're kind of forcing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's yeah, great to, to bring forced, other people yeah. in, but it's, it's yeah. forcing, right. It, you don't have to force it, but I don't know where like, the next step if, is there. If I had a classroom right now, if I had a classroom right now, I would start having like placards on the wall, probably just, you know, pieces of construction paper that I've put together and written nicely on is what they would be honestly right like or printed out you know in some way that just had the titles of all those different groups and I would just have them like around the perimeter at the top of the wall and just be in the habit of like pointing to them you know whenever we were in a conversation just you know just getting in the habit of bringing in being like okay what pause look around at all of the, you know, the different perspectives, who's included, who's missing. Like, like you know, it. I think that's what, I think I'd be doing something like that right now. I like that. I think that's a, that seems like a really straightforward, easy way to start because you'd get kid perspective pretty darn mm -hmm. quick at that point and get them thinking, which I guess is the whole point of this, right? Is to get I, our learners. I think so, is that it's about getting the learners to think. I'm not, I'm not as worried about not having the answer. Like I'd rather than be able to pinpoint and say, you know, these are the perspectives we are missing or these are the stories we are leaving out and have the tools to go find the stories and the perspectives rather than me being able to give it to them. I like that. I think that makes perfect sense. We're going to wrap this up today. That's about 20 minutes of we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> yep, we don't. But we and and I and I I like that because when you said right there you're you're comfortable with not having the answer for all of these that yeah, we should be comfortable with yeah. that enough to have these discussions with kids and find out where our biases are and where the unknowns are. Right. Uh, it, we're, we're not going to help every kid get to the point that we're talking about today, but it's going to spark some ideas for some kids. Like, well, how do I include one of those groups that you put up on the wall that I never really thought about before because I don't know any of those people, perhaps. And I think that's a really good, it's a really good and freeing thing as a teacher. I always felt better as a teacher when I didn't know something. Yeah because it sparked rather discussions rather than just giving them the answer and moving on. So I like the way you put that. 
Um, if you like what we said or didn't like what we said uh, or want us to fight more, you can let us know at uh, everything PLearnMC on any social media platform. As we've discussed before, oh. if you search for us, you can't find us on that platform. Uh, we're probably not there. That's right. <laughs> so. All right. We will talk next time, everybody. It doesn't matter where we're alone.